previously on the Death Saving Bros podcast. You guys are standing on the threshold of this ballroom, and hanging from the chandelier is the circlet of the Diademic Zorius. A tiefling woman says, My name is Dalvia. You see another tiefling. Hexer points at Jet and shouts, Enough! We're going to find out what your friend wanted with our chandelier. And they place one of you in each of those cells. I'm going to charge the door and try to smash it down. Hexor lifts his finger. <laughs> so what he just cast on you was Feeble Mind. That's our foreman whose uh, mind you just shattered. Dalvia says, what brings you to the Alistair Manor? Well, me and my brother here were born, and I give the <laughs> entire life story of us, and now we're right here. So to answer her question, I go through the entire timeline from when our parents were murdered. But what you're saying is that this circle from our chandelier is important towards saving the world? Yes. No, you missed something. See, the reason is, and I start from the very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I can assure you that this circlet has no properties of which you claim it to have. You see, not by itself. It needs to be combined with the soul of Sargonis. I can offer you this to inspect. Delvia, no! There is another tiefling, Caxius, who is also after the same item, who's trying to use it for the purposes of evil. So there is a time-sensitive manner. There is a line of text with pictograms on the exterior. To save the world, the pieces split. Helleros has hidden the true Circle's gift. Do I still have the diamond? Well, you reach into your pocket and it's not there. I want to turn and look at Jet. I have it, but... If you have it, the best way to test if this is the right thing is I can just give it to you and you can put them together. Right. Hand me this black diamond. Hexor and Dalvia go to touch the two pieces together, and the door to the room slams open, and in marches three Dragonborn, and you recognize Zawadzki. Welcome to another episode of the Death Saving Bros Podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Paul Camper. With me today, I have Matt Smith. So, I think I need to go to a doctor, a specialist actually, and I, I, Paul, I wanted to ask your opinion because I'm sure a lot of people you know um, have this problem. See, I have a lot of bruising in my intimate area from slapping it across your forehead, and I, I need it looked at ASAP. Could, could, you, could you recommend? <laughs> Sounds like a you problem. Ben Renfro. Shit. Aww. Eric Nemeth. <laughs> Brad Renfro. So I put my pet chameleon on a plaid flannel shirt to see what would happen. Turns out he grew a beard in order to craft a beer. And then he dragged his nuts across Paul's forehead. <laughs> <laughs> and Brad Richards. In the words of Froggy Fresh. <clears throat> bet you I can dance better than you. I bet you don't know two plus two. It's four. It's four. Now go and shut the door, because nobody wants to see your face no more. Froggy fresh. You're welcome. Looks like we've officially... Broken Paul. Broken Paul. Paul had to do his, <laughs> quote, the baddest Second of them all. thing on my list, go figure. It's a brand new John Cena action figure. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 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 That's what you really should have led with, Beerich. A really cute girl with a really cute butt. <laughs> but mom said, hold up, Crispy. <laughs> oh, fuck, Ben. We've got Can't your touch today. butts till you graduate from school. <laughs> <laughs> His name was Big Blood. <laughs> Why is James crying? Because <laughs> he just got dunked down. <laughs> He's wearing a Jimmy Butler jersey. Jimmy Butler and your mother! <laughs> I forgot that. <laughs> While we may not be as artistically <laughs> fresh as Froggy Fresh, uh, wicked, wicked, wicked. we are trying our best here on our fifth edition actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Ooh. And uh, we're about to pick up in the quote unquote dungeons 
of the Alistair family manor where we have finally encountered the supposed big bad evil guy Zawadski who has had involvement in some fashion or other uh, with a bunch of the evil things that have been happening around Trugala Kingdom. Well, he is finally in the Alistair Manor. And a quick recap of what happened last time. Dalvia and her brother Hexor, who are both members of the Alistair family, spoke with our adventurers and got their life story multiple times over, all in an effort to try and figure out what was going on with the Diadem Exorius, where it was, if they actually had the circlet that they needed or not. And in the course of the episode, Prothean also got feeble-minded. But that is where we're picking up tonight. The door opens right as Dalvia and Hexor are about to put the two pieces of the Diadem Exorius together, the silver circlet and the uh, shard of Sargonis' soul the black diamond, and they quickly hide them as into the room come three dragonborn. Uh, One is white, one is green, and one is blue. Listening back to some of the old episodes, I think I may have stated that Zawadzki had red scales, but he doesn't. He has blue scales. Uh, The two dragonborn that aren't Zawadzki, so the white one and the green one, they are wearing long embroidered white robes and uh, then Zawadzki is wearing a white robe trimmed with gold and wearing a large pendant necklace with the five faces of Helleros. They are also accompanied by a large, very strong-looking tiefling. He has a complexion of russet red trending towards just dark skin tones. And then there is the man that had spotted Jet on the tightrope above the ballroom. He is ruddy complexion. Looks like he had been drinking a bit. He's got kind of a sweaty pate, and he's got hair on his head, but clearly he's losing most of it. He's also wearing a military uniform with badges of military rank. You are now face-to-face with the Dragonborn from the bubble that you met in episode 34, and it is now episode 73. Let me just state, from explaining my entire life at least six times and everything that happened in this campaign to Dalvia and Hexor that they should know that Zawatsi cannot be trusted. So I hope that they do the right thing here as you're the one playing those characters. We'll have to see what happens. Well, if they don't, I would think it's metagaming from your perspective as the DM, which I think is kind of messed up. So Yeah, Paul, you cheater. No, <laughs> I'm going to play play fairly. Ah, uh, you better, because I'll know if you're lying. And I'll call you a phony and quit this podcast. <laughs> Only um, if you succeed on your insight roll will you know if I'm lying. Paul Camper's a phony. <laughs> He's got an agenda that he manipulates the game to fit his agenda and not leave it to an actual role-playing open-world game. <laughs> not true. You have a campaign, and you're trying to make whatever happened work into your campaign in the final end goal. And no matter what we do, you'll find a way to tie it back. That is true. I let you Don't do. I let me. you have so much free reign. Yes, but at the end of the day, it's always going to tie back to what you've thought of the entire end goal this whole time. We have no control over that. Yes or no? I'm not going to say that ideas that I have won't circle back at some point. Uh, uh, <laughs> no matter what we do, they'll circle back. So that's why I don't, I'm not worried about what's going to happen here today. Because at the end of the day, we'll finally, like, it's going to work out for us. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> it might not. We I don't should. Know, I don't think you would prep 73 episodes plus extra time and everything like that for it to not end up working out in your favor yeah Yeah. and to be fair we should be rotting in a prison (laughs) in literally every town we've been in so yeah you're too prideful (laughs) of your story paul yeah and plus if you pull a season finale of game of thrones imagine how many fans will lose just (laughs) think about that paul yeah all three of them (laughs) all right great so what are we doing (laughs) (laughs) they walked in I'm just going to wait and see what they say. I'm going to have zero reaction. Yeah, I'm going to pretend that they're not even there. I, I hope <laughs> by not even acknowledging that they're in the room, it makes them fear in, feel inferior to all of us, where they feel more awkward than we do in this situation. Yeah, we can, can we get a uh, social intimidation check? Where they just <laughs> feel socially awkward, like, oh, nobody like, oh, acknowledged. These, these are some cool guys, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> 
It's like when you walk into a classroom and you're like expecting somebody to acknowledge that you walk in and they just keep going about their day and then you feel awkward standing there when you had expected everybody to pay attention to you walking in. When you walk into a biker bar and all the music just stops and everyone kind of like looks at you. When you walk into a men's restroom and you come up to the stall in between two guys and you expect some sort of jest at, the, at one another and everybody just minds their own business and it's not awkward at all. When a party didn't wait to start till you walked in. One of the three of you that mentioned this, so that'd be uh, Jet, Brixius, or Abe, one of the three of you can roll an intimidation check to see if it affects the people that walked in. <laughs> You're telling me I don't have my Warhammer out, right? Right. You were disarmed uh, last episode. All right. I have a plus seven to intimidation, so does anybody have better than a plus I seven? Got a plus to... nine. Oh, do you actually? Yeah. All right. Uh, that's... I got 21. They are so thrown off by my aloofness that they stumble over their words and piss their pants a little. The two dragonborn, white and green, and then the military man all walk into the room post up with their arms crossed and just stand there and they're looking each of you in the eyes waiting for one of you to speak and then you see them start to shift uncomfortably as Zawadzki doesn't say anything and you guys don't say anything and finally the military man goes well what do you have to say for yourselves penis I'm treating this as a short rest so I can get HP's back penis you won't get any rest in that cell, you Penis. whippersnapper trying to steal things from our home. Whippersnapper. I've been here for what feels like days. He runs up to the door and rattles the bars and goes, You will be in here for months! Go ahead and open the gates, old man. We'll see what happens. And he gets all red in the face. He's like, oh, old man! Old man! And you hear softly behind him, Bagland. Step away from the bars. Wait, what's his name? Berglund. Oh, I thought you said Belland. Your <laughs> <laughs> first prince? Berglund? Berglund does step back from the bars, and Zawadzki steps forward, walks up to Dalvia and Hexor, who are standing there with their hands held behind their backs at attention, and... I'd like to cast message and ask them to keister their items real quick. <laughs> Uh, go ahead and, well, there's no roll. But when you try to cast message, you are unable to do so. Oh, I hope that was going to go into the... You see one of them have a facial expression of pain while the other has pleasure. <laughs> you decide which is which. All right, yeah, I just thought that would have been a good move. It would have been a very good move, but for some reason, the the message spell fails. I'm helicoptering it myself. You hear a chugga-chugga-choo-choo in the background. <laughs> what, what, what the fuck is this train? I've never seen one of these. <laughs> but Zawadzki walks up to the siblings and says, Dalvia, Hexor, I would have expected better from the son and daughter of Ogberg Alistair. Why were these prisoners not brought straight to me? Dalvia looks sweetly at the other tiefling at, in the room and says, Well, father, I thought that it might be better to figure out what is going on amongst the family before we bring in the clergy. After all, and by the by, it is wonderful to see you, Archbishop Zawadzki. Zawadzki then walks up to the cell doors and starts walking along the cell doors, and he looks into Abe's cell and says, You... What is your name? Joe. Do not lie to me. Why do you think I'm lying? Don't you even want to know my last name? Very well. What is your last name? Mama. Oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> mama got you fuckers! Fucking ass! Holy shit! All of us in the cage just are laughing. <laughs> Zawadzki next walks over to Ambionitis' cage and says, you half-orc. That's kind of racist. Just walking up to someone and being like, referring to them just like, by their race. He's only three quarters. <laughs> I recognize you. No, <laughs> Friend, no, no, you did Stop mooing. 
and he takes a step back and says, In fact, the tiefling is the only one I do not recognize. The four of you went to visit Carquad. Carquad? Yep. No. Wait, wasn't I also with them? Yes. Oh. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that out loud. I'm just throwing that in metagamingly. Yeah, wasn't I not also with <laughs> you were the group? That's my bad. So he <laughs> then looks again at Abe and goes, Actually, I recognize you too. You saying all tieflings look the same? No, that would be... Because there's been a lot of that going around in this crowd <laughs> right here. And, you know, I'm getting kind of sick of it. Let, let me interrupt you there, guys. So you met my friend Joe Mama. Let me introduce you to my friends real quick. We got Mike Hawk, Mike Hunt. Uh, my name's Pat. I'm Dan Gleesack. And this is my other friend, Dean Goldberry. How are you doing? My name is Pat. My ass. Uh, Zawadzki turns to Hexor and says, Hexor. <laughs> what are their real names? Hexor and looks like Joe Mama, <laughs> Dean. It might Dan, help. Dan Gleesek, Dean Goldberry, Mike Hawk, and Mike Hunt. I want to speak up it, and, uh, it might help if you knew what uh, what village I was from. I'm from the village of Ligma. Ligma. Ligma balls. <laughs> Oh, oh Mama with the dagger! Got him. Hexor daggers. Hexor looks a little, um, a little flustered as you all are uh, joking around in your cells. I'm absolutely moshing in my cell, man. Yeah, this is basically the equivalent if we were like in jail in North Korea and just making fun of like. Kim Jong Un, like straight to his face. <laughs> I'm just in my cell helicoptering still. <laughs> yeah, and this is my friend. Uh, <laughs> introduce yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already hanging by the ceiling and doing crunches like Iroh. <laughs> when the fuck did we get ice cream? <laughs> Hexor looks around at all of you as you're making these jokes, and he looks back to Zawadzki and says, I don't know what their names are. They. They did not tell me, Archbishop. Zawadzki looks him up and down and goes, Hmm. You've had them down here for several hours. Three days, more like. Oh, actually, if he has had you down here for seven hours and you guys haven't been doing anything physical, you guys got a short rest. So I was saying that it was beginning. eight hours, because that's a long rest. Thank you very much. Nope. Short rest. So you can use hit dice if you want. I'm at max HP, so. Hexor says, Yes, that is because they, when we asked them questions, they decided to tell us their whole life story. <laughs> Several times, it became rather a nuisance. You know our whole life story several times and you still don't know our names? <laughs> but you can tell me everything about my life? Makes sense, because I didn't include my name in there. I'm sorry, Captain Kirk. My name is Spock. Swatsky, do you need to hear the story? <laughs> <laughs> so it all started when I was born. So it all started when I was born. <laughs> you get up to the spot where we see him in the bubble and we're like, a suspicious looking dragonborn. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, this asshole, Zawatsky. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was your name again? <laughs> this Z baby? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna squat down dead center myself. Take a massive shit. Walk over to the cell wall and start like scratching my back like a bail. Start a <laughs> Prothean is this character is probably the best thing you've done for this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so we were talking to this dragonborn in this fucking bubble. Guy was a real asshole. I popped Guy. the bubble like six times and he was like, don't pop the bubble. And I was like, fuck you. And I popped the bubble. <laughs> Guy's name was something that you shouldn't name your kids. His parents definitely didn't like him. Zawatsky? <laughs> Say, what was your name again? <laughs> you wanted to get bullied. It's probably the name you would name your kid. <laughs> If you, want, if you wanted him to go to school every day and say, God damn it, I'm going to stick with math. <laughs> Definitely the name you're going to give your kid. Uh, maybe you'll be successful. The military and... <laughs> man steps forward and goes, enough! No, his name wasn't enough. Your name is not Zawadzki by chance, is it? No, I'm telling you that's enough. We know that you stole something from the Alistair family, and it's time that we take it back. Hey, what's your name? Buddy Wackett. This is Bellend. My name is Berglund, and don't you forget it. Berglund Medeville, and I will rip your arms from your body and shove your feet in your mouth. You will choke down your eyeballs and wish that you had never been born. 
question. That if name he, sucks. If he's going to choke down eyeballs, <laughs> would you have to put his eyeballs in before you put his feet in his mouth? Or, or his feet in his mouth and you're going to force his eyeballs down for him to choke on? Just curious. You think you're so smart. No, I don't. Wait until I get in there and get a hold of that you. That shit I would like to see. The large tiefling in the back says, Berglund, you may be my brother-in-law, but that gives you no right to step into family matters like this. You had Bought no right to go tell Zawadzki about this. This should have been handled internally so that we could bring the Archbishop in at the proper moment. We don't even know if this is related to his civic duties. Doubt it. Zawadzki turns slowly to the tiefling and says, Oh, Ogberg, but it is. Um, give me a perception check, all five of you. Except Brothian, who... I rolled a 16. 10. I rolled an 8. Oh, wait, sorry, 15. Oh, uh, real quick, what are they wearing right now? Lace. Uh, which one? <laughs> uh... There's somebody who's like one in like long flung robes like next to my cell. They're all in lingerie. Just a bunch of dragonborns in lingerie. (laughs) (laughs) No, the three dragonborn are wearing white robes. You've got one close to your cell. And then um, you've got Zawadzki in the middle of the room. And then Dalvia and Hexor, who are a little bit closer than that, maybe 10 feet away from you. And then you have the military man who's on the right side of the room, and he's uh, harassing Jet. And then uh, the tiefling is at the back of the room. Jet's harassing him. One was, like, almost leaning on my cell, so I like, put the robe in my mouth. (laughs) I thought you were going to wipe your ass with this robe. (laughs) I did it on the wall, like a bear. I thought he was going to try and pee on him. Well, you can do that from 15 feet away. You ain't got the stamina. So... You guys have accused us of stealing stuff, but Dalvia, you guys have stripped us naked down here and we're sitting in our cells and you have found nothing on us. Is that not correct? So we're, we've been stripped of all of our items and weapons <laughs> and here we are with no stolen items. So I'd like to, I'd like to know at this point, what, what makes you guys all think that we have stolen items on us? And that's the reason that we're down here. Obviously, I think there's some sort of misconception, right, Dalvia? Dalvia turns to you and says, shut up, prisoner. Bitch. And she pulls the circlet from behind her back and hands it to Zawadzki and says, This is what they stole from our chandelier. It's long been held within the Alistair family. I said, bitch. I'm going to start chewing on my cell door. I point at Jet. <laughs> we obviously didn't steal anything. You have it right there. It was stolen, and now it is back in our hands. Oh, it's in her hand. No, now it's in my hands. Very observant, you have eyeballs. And the military man says, But that's not something that can be said of you once I'm finished with you. Listen here, shitface. Bring that ass on. Bring it, you fossil. And uh, he launches at the cell door, and he starts reaching through for you. And the two dragonborn have to jump forward to try and pull him back. Suck on his fingers a little. I will skull fuck you with your own foot. Not if I do it to you first. Oh, very original. Can I grab his arm and break it? Yeah, give me a, an attack roll. <laughs> Wait, this is an attack roll? Yes, it would be strength. Oh, ten. Mm. Do I have proficiency bonus to that? Um, it's arm breaking? <laughs> I would say so. Yeah, I'm, pr- I'm probably proficient, proficient. in simple weapons? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay, 14. What the hell did you roll? Well, I doubt this guy's wearing armor to a party. And I don't know if you can defend your arm. We know he's arm. in white robes. He's not in armor, so... <laughs> I don't think Unless he's... he's, you know, a super dexterous old shit. I just loved how Brixius was saying to everybody, it's like, you stripped us naked, and they're like, no, we didn't take your clothes off. He's like, why am I naked? <laughs> definitely not naked. I'm not wearing pants right now. I definitely don't have clothes on and everybody else does. What the hell? Did you guys get different treatment than I did? They took our shoes again. <laughs> no. Yeah, they cavity searched you and they just... Oh, the other guys? I finally yeah. watched that movie. I just watched it recently. So There you go, bud. Desk pop. Desk pop. But yeah, no, you break his arm. Get fucked. <laughs> And he screams, and he starts, like, trying to claw through the the bars even more. With a broken arm? And the two dragonborn pull him back, 
the tiefling, who is the Alistair father, steps forward and says, Enough! Hexor, Dalvia, you shouldn't have come down here alone. You should have brought this to me immediately. We will now take it from here. Hexor responds, But father, they have been telling us things that make us think that maybe they are not such bad people after all. (laughs) Oh, that's nice. Swadsky responds with, Oh, really? And you would trust them over me, over your father, when they broke into your manor and stole something out from under the noses of all of your noble people. You would trust them. Yep. (laughs) Makes sense to me. (laughs) Listen, if I'm going to make this crystal clear, and I just say everything from the very beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Not to Zawatsky. No, not to Zawatsky. But, oh, okay, so you're not actually, you're not going to tell the whole story? Should I? I wouldn't tell Zawatsky about it. I don't know. I just, uh, hmm. No, I wouldn't tell him anything real. So I'll just leave it to I didn't tell him anything. Okay. He says, we cannot trust you. You are liars. And this, this is a very old religious relic. And I must inspect it further. Well, they told us it was a fake. It was just sitting on your chandelier. Can't be that important. Okay, so first of all, you guys all rolled perception. And I didn't tell you what that was for. When you rolled perception, and again, now, those of you that have uh, more than 14, notice, first of all, that Dalvia seems to be throwing glances towards her brother as if they're communicating without speaking. And then, secondly, when Jet mentions that it's a fake, you see Zawadzki's eyes flash and not literally, but like he suddenly looks very angry and there's just the briefest glimpse of it. But he quickly regains his composure and looks down at the circlet. You can see him mouthing words. He says, There appears to be an illusion over this circlet. Perhaps we can remove that and find out for ourselves. And I need one more perception roll. I was going to say, bad move, Jed. You could have worded that so many different ways to not get Zawadzki on our tail. (laughs) Another 10. Can I use my passive perception, please? (laughs) Because I'm not paying attention. I'm just passively here. 19. 13. 16. 72. I'm too busy in the corner of the cell with my feet up, carving slices out of an apple looking cool, to throw throw them off their guard with our aloofness. How are you carving it? With my switchblade knife that I carry for carving apples. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even a weapon. It's just what that's for. (laughs) Yeah. He hides a razor blade in his mouth at all times. I'm also wearing a leather jacket and shades. (laughs) Ayy. I'm just going to go start humping a rock. Okay, so Ambionitis had a 16, correct? Yeah. Okay, so Ambionitis and Jet. You are the only two that rolled high enough to realize this, but... Well, everyone else, take off your headphones. No. Yeah, go ahead, actually. Fuck. We're gonna make this real. Yeah, way to go. Way to ruin this for us, Brad. Quick, read Paul's lips. All right, Brad, go ahead and let me know... One of the Brads, let me know once everybody has their headphones out. You're good. You see, right before it happens, you can see that um, Dalvia and Hexor have just nodded to each other, like, very subtly, and... They look like they're about to attack. What? No. (laughs) So. You're kidding. Not really. Say it ain't so. (laughs) He did what? So you guys have the opportunity to enter the initiative role before they do what they're going to do, and it could wind up affecting how this whole thing plays out. I rolled a 22. 15. So first is going to be Jet. You have the opportunity to act before all this shit goes down. It's a podcast. This is our podcast, and we're finally back with your DM, Paul Camper. I don't know why I keep doing that. It's fun. 
We appreciate all the patience and understanding from you, our fans, while I was away from the podcast. It feels great to be back, and we as a group are happy to be sharing more of our story with you. Heads up on behind-the-scenes progress, the Patreon launch is still on target to coincide with episode 75, which should be coming out September 29th, 2020, barring any more power outages. We'll have multiple tiers with content unique to each, so that no matter what you are able to contribute, you'll still receive something extra from us. Early content will include bloopers, in-depth recaps and conversations, bonus episodes, and elements of participation in the show from our patrons. Future plans continue to evolve, and a lot of it will depend on patron support, so it's a very exciting time. Make sure you stay tuned for launch announcements leading up to and on September 29th. You can catch those announcements by following us on social media at Death Saving Bros. We use the same handle for Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit. We also have a presence on Redbubble, where you can pick up swag like t-shirts, mugs, hoodies, and more. Again, all you have to do is head over to redbubble.com and search Death Saving Bros, and you'll find our merch. We're hoping to have at least one more design ready to coincide with the Patreon launch. Finally, don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser. Aside from telling your friends and family about our show, leaving a review is the best way to spread the word about the podcast. And, as always, your review will get read on the air. Now, for the moment you've all been waiting for, I'm going to tell you where we got the awesome music for this episode. We got most of the tracks for this episode from Will Savino and his Music D20 project on Patreon. For as little as $2 a month at patreon.com slash musicd20, you too can listen and download hundreds, yes, he now has hundreds, of amazing original and variation tracks for yourself or your campaigns, including the theme created especially for this podcast, Principium. New music is posted multiple times per month, and sometimes there are even bonus RPG materials like maps and character builds. So go check out the Music D20 Project at patreon.com slash musicd20. Now, back to the episode. To all of you listening, stay safe, be well, and without further ado, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Paul, let everybody else know when they can put their headphones on. Right. Not yet. Okay, not yet. Oh, well, actually, I guess at this point, they could. Um, All right, you can headphone up, boys. Question, though, how much, uh, like, are are we completely equipmentless? Yes. um, The only thing that you would have is the stuff that was innocuous and in your pockets. That would have been left. Um, Your clothing is left, but they took your packs and they took your weapons. So my staff of composition is so small I didn't find it, right? Uh, no, because it still remains a piece of wood, even when you turn it into air. I shoved my wand of good times down into my trousers to make it appear like it was just a flattering outline. Do I still have it? I was wearing cargo pants, so everything fits in my pockets. Uh, no, you do not have the wand of good times. They thought it was a dildo at first, but then they realized it was a wand. Whoa, Paul. They were going to leave it if it was a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> this is a family show. You can't say dildo, you fucking dildo. You better dildo don't do that again. Oh, uh, can I pull right. out my two-handed grease so, out of my prison wallet? Dildoomy. So, Paul, I will exercise my Kai point to do a patient defense where... I have a bonus dodge action if necessary. Okay. Why do I need my weapons? Excellent. And um, where are you going to be in your cell? Centered. Center? Okay. Dalvia is going to step forward towards Wadsky and say, with a slight curtsy, 
Very well, Archbishop. We will get out of your hair. And she snaps her fingers, and then you're going to see that Hexor has started mouthing words and making very intricate uh, signals with his hands. Ambionitis, you recognize that he is starting to cast a spell. You have the ability to act before he completes the spell. He's throwing up gang signs. I was just, gang signs! It's like Akashi Sensei from Naruto, just hand signaling away. I don't I don't know if this is going to be good or bad. He said some stuff. I'm letting it happen. He said some stuff to us, like, they were on our side, but I don't want them to cast a spell. We all, uh, granted, if we all die, does anybody really win and lose here? <laughs> just blow your gooch horn, and we'll have a lot of goblins here in no time. Do I have my gooch horn? Yeah, the gooch horn is probably innocuous. No, you don't have that on you. It's not a weapon. It's not a weapon. But it would have been in your pack. No, it would have been on my person. (laughs) It's always hanging from the gooch. (laughs) Actually, (laughs) if you really want to blow the gooch horn, you can, but it's not going to do anything. What? There's no goblins in this entire area? We were explicitly told that that is the power of the gooch horn. We're only in the the basement. Where he rolls every d20 we have on the table right now, and that's how many goblins show up. The whole orchestra was actually goblins, and they just... <laughs> <laughs> that could be, like, five times 20 goblins. I got more in my bag, too, on yeah, the table. E- each oh. person in the orchestra was actually two goblins standing on each other's shoulders. And it was an orchestra of 432 people. Shit. But yeah, is there anything that you would like to do? Um, in this case, it... Remember that there are a bunch of other actions besides just the attack action. There's, like Jet did, there's the dodge action. Um, you could ready an action so that, like, if you see uh, a fireball, you're going to take cover. Or you can do the hide action. You can aid. The uh, aid action, things like that. He's just in a cell. He hides behind the bar of the cell. <laughs> Turns sideways. Yeah, no, the dodge and hide action sound good, and those are probably good moves, but I'm going to press digitize a nice little sparkly effect. Okay, so Zawatsky is in front of me. Uh, yes. Yeah, so you're all in a semicircle around this uh, round room, and Zawatsky's in the right. very center of the round room. Right. So the guy casting the spell right now is on his right, or is on his left. Um, from where you are... A little bit to Zawadzki's right. So he's on Zawadzki's right, my left. So the way that I'm envisioning how you guys are, are spaced out, if the entrance to the circular room is at the south. Okay. And then you walk into the room. Okay. On From left to right, you have Abe. Yep. Then Prothean. Yep. Brixius, Ambionitis, Jet. Yep. Yeah. In the center is Zawadzki, and if he's looking directly north, uh, Hexor is a little bit farther to the north, but Ambionitis, you are a little bit northeast on the compass. So when you're looking at the center of the room, Zawadzki's in the center, and then to your right is uh, Hexor. Okay, well, that just fried the fuck out of my brain. Um, (laughs) So on the opposite side of Zawadzki, correct, not at all. Um, so, on the opposite side of Zawaski from Hexor. Okay. Okay. I want to make a big sparkly thing. Okay. And then make it sound like somebody peeing. You don't have to make it sound like that. Just protein's already doing it. I already did it a while ago. And then I want sparkly pee, and I want a nice audible. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay. So. Does he look? First of all, so that would be in the, the like, directly opposite you in the back area of the room, which would be close to where the other dragonborn are. Are you standing in the center of your cell? Oh, yeah. Dead center. Okay. You go to cast press the digitation, and it fizzles out, and nothing happens. Fucking. Oh, yeah, all the spells have been failing. Whore. Zawatsky must have a magical item. Uh, so Hex, during the time when you cast Prestidigitation, Hexor finishes his spell. You suddenly feel like you're moving through molasses. Not again. And then all of a sudden, all the doors to your cell are open. The molasses feeling is gone. And Prothean and Abe, 
you two have been pulled to the front of your cell, and Dalvia is saying, grab my hand. I'm going to run straight into a wall. <laughs> Are your pants still around your ankles? No, my pants are completely off. <laughs> I'm just straight up shirt cocking it. <laughs> He's waddling like Patrick Star. <laughs> Did you see my underwear? No, Patrick. Did you want to? <laughs> and now I need everybody to roll initiative for me. Uh, except for Jet and Ambionitis. You guys are already in order. I've been rolling like shit. So have I. 11. I got an 8. 4. 11's my highest roll of the day. <laughs> um, so we're at the top of the order. The doors have all been opened. Prothean and Ambionitis, or sorry, Prothean and Abe have been pulled towards the front of their cells. Jet, you are first in the initiative order. Dalvia has just screamed, grab my hand. Wait, she's at my cell telling me to grab her hand? No, she's still in front of Zawadzki telling everybody to grab her hand. I grab her hand. And that's all you're going to do? I'd like to uh, ask her, if possible, where's all of our equipment? I need my weapon. That's going to have to wait. Mm. Yeah, I guess that's all I'm provoked to do at this time. I mean, you do still have your fists. Who is there to attack? Okay. I mean, you you don't have to attack anybody, but I figured you might want to if Zawadzki's in the room. Yeah, I'll beat the shit out of Zawadzki. Watch out for the opportunity attack. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll for hit. Natural 20. Oof, all right. Beat his ass. Are you about to one-shot Zawadzki? Right in the dick. You go after Dalvia's dad. Speed bag his dong. <laughs> she uses nutsack just as a Just drop piñata. your knees and just bam, 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 <laughs> like single jab, like <laughs> straight to the dick. Hadouken! <laughs> right in the dick. Only the tip. Because you're such a talented monk, you can hit only the tip. So with a natural 20, I get that, and then I get my bonus attack with my fist, which is a 17. Also a hit. Okay. And then I'll do my second attack, which is naturally an 18. Is my fist... Yeah, 1d6 still. Yeah, you're... You're still 1d6. At 11th level, it bumps up. Okay. And then, so how many damage die do I roll? Natural 20 was two, and then I hit him twice, so four of them? Yes. And I add five to eat three of those. So seven, seven, eight, and three, ten, eighteen, and seven, twenty-five. Okay, twenty-five. So since I was already readied, as soon as that door opens, like a track sprinter waiting for the gun, I take off, just slap Zawaski four times real quick, then I turn around and just like high-five slap her hand. All right. Uh, then it is Dalvia's turn. She's going to grab the circlet out of Zawadzki's hand, and she's going to shout again, Everybody move! Get here now! Then it is the military man, Berglund's turn. He is enraged. He's going to rip himself free of the dragonborn clerics. <laughs> his broken arm. He is going to pull out his sword with his uninjured arm, and he is going to run towards Ambionitis, who he is furious with. <laughs> He's going to swing it at you with disadvantage because he is using an off arm. Break his other arm. <laughs> and he is going to miss as he comes tumbling into the cell, swinging wildly at you. He swings left, swings right. He misses both times. And then it is Ambionitis' turn. Break his other arm and then grab her hand. <laughs> I want to snap his neck. <laughs> Is that possible? Um, how are you gonna do it? Suplex catch him, him, catch him while he's off. onto the stone. Just catch him while he's off balance. Wrap my hands around his head and twist it. Just like stick him, stick his head like through the bars of your cell, because it'll still like break his head in the process. <laughs> how much damage did you do to him last time? Did you roll? I don't think you rolled. No, damage. you just said Bro he broke his arm. No, you just one broken arm's worth. Yeah. Okay. Um. What What would that be? It would be one plus your strength. Oh, uh, six. Okay. Um, like if I punch him in the sternum and then snap his neck, that would be two attacks. Sure, you can go ahead and try it. Um, you might you might not kill him, but you'll definitely put him out if you do it right. You stab you snap his neck. He's angry with you. <laughs> uh, too low on the vertebrae. <laughs> He's just paralyzed for life. 
still pissed First. off. <laughs> 22. That man is dead as fuck. For the first attack. 13. It meets. Ice. So what am I, is it just one plus strength? Uh, yes. So, total of 12 damage. So it'd be six and six, yeah. Go ahead and walk us through exactly what you do again. So as he's swinging wildly at me, I, he misses. So I kind of put my left hand up, move his arm out of the way, punch him straight in the sternum. And when he bends down, I want to grab his head and twist it as I would quickly snap his neck. And he collapses to the ground and, he no, and he's not moving. Grab her hand. Nobody told me to grab their hand. Yes. Dalvia said multiple times, grab my hand. <laughs> she didn't tell me to grab my hand. She's been yelling it to everybody half the episode. Oh. I guess I'll grab her hand after. All right, you run forward and grab her hand. Then it is the dragonborn clerics that are not Sawadski, the white one and the green one. They are going to... Can I ask you a quick question? Sure. So that bonus dodge action that I readied with a Kai point, does that only carry over for my very next turn? Yes. Okay, so that's useless to me at this point on. Correct. Okay. Um, The white dragonborn and the green dragonborn are both going to use their breath weapons, and they're going to aim in different directions. So the white one is going to aim at Abe, and I'll need a constitution saving throw from you. And then the green one is going to aim at Brixius. So do you need a con saving throw for me as well? Uh, for you, yes. Also a constitution saving throw. Uh, 17 for me. 12. Okay, so uh, Brixius passes with a 17. Abe, you are hit with a cone of cold as the white dragonborn opens his maw and breathes out these ice daggers at you like straight out of Hercules when the Titan breathes down on everybody and you are going to take Cone of Cold is what I call my nipples <laughs> I'm gonna need more dice What? Well I'm sorry I never did this much damage as a Dragonborn this is horseshit. Did you ever use your breath weapon? Yes because I got it from 1 to 3d6 You take 18 damage Oh that's not that bad yeah, That's not bad at all. What level are these fucking guys? They're high I didn't ask what they were, I asked what level. I go burr, and also <sighs> my scrotum shoots up into my body from how cold it is. Brixius, you are up, and there is green mist swirling around your feet as it slowly dissipates from the green dragonborn's breath. Oh yeah, because I do mist. Um, why was he able to use a spell down here and I wasn't? Is that considered it's a, spell? a spell? No. It's magic. No, maybe not. No, it's not. Uh, it's not a spell, but also, um, I would like to point out that they are not in the cells. Oh! I step out of the cell. And then cast message. (laughs) (laughs) And then cast, recast mage hand. (laughs) You didn't have to tell me that. Darn it, I wanted to figure it out on my own. However, I guess I would have had no way, unless I did a check. Damn it. (laughs) Alrighty, alrighty. Um, so if I were to use a insight check, does that count as my action for the turn, or will you just let me do one? Uh, it depends. What are you trying to do? To know if we can still trust Dalvia. Reason being, I try to get her to go along with me, and she's like, nah, these guys are phonies. They actually did steal this. And now she's like, come with me. And I was like, what? I was trying to have her cover for us. This would be your action, because this is a turning point. You either have to decide whether or not to trust her or not. So this is going to be a serious sort of contemplation. You're really going to be like, hmm, be like stroking your chin. And you can't use your hand while you're stroking your chin. Well, you've only got a few seconds to make this split second decision. So So he steps out of the cell, uses mage hand to stroke his chin. (laughs) Don't make my moves for me. Um, even though I like it. Wait, you like it? No. (laughs) Oh, I like it. Paul likes one of our ideas. (laughs) No. Paul, are you okay? Blink twice for being held captive. There was a blink. All right, so... I'll call 911. <laughs> All right. I watched my brother snap this dude's neck pretty aggressively and then grab Dalvia's hand. I guess I would trust and follow suit of brother. So what I'll do is I will step out. I feel like it's metagaming now if I step out of the cell and then cast a spell because I did not... I would not have known that otherwise. But since you told me, I feel like if they I do it, that's wrong. Spell. 
the people outside of the cell cast the yeah, spells. Yeah, but breath weapon isn't a spell. No, the people that just cast the entire spell to open our cell doors. Alright, well, my person in real life and my character wasn't <laughs> quick enough to notice that until somebody told me. <laughs> quick enough to notice that your cell door flew open? Oh, well, I didn't put piece of piece together. Fine, I'll just do it anyways. Unless Paul has any objections from a player or game standpoint, because I want to be fair and honest. I mean, I think it's a very fair decision to consider it metagaming. I also think it is a fair decision to... Rixius has his moments of clarity. To take what you're given. <laughs> I mean, his eyes are a little closer together than they usually are. I don't know what happened. Fuck it. Um, shit, now I don't know what to do. Smack Sawatsky with your warhammer and then grab her hand. I don't have my warhammer. Crusading time. I, I guess... wasn't talking about your weapon. <laughs> That's a Gary joke. Gary's not here. I miss Gary. Let me just run out of my cell and just smack, I guess, Sawatsky in like the most dull, boring way possible because there's not much I can do other than that. What color is my underwear? Smack. It's an open-handed slap. Uh, that is going to be 15. 15 hits, Sawatsky. All right, great. I'm going to smack him twice. All right, so uh, go ahead and roll again. 19. All right, so that's one plus your strength twice. Yes, but I will also use my action surge for an additional action. Hold on, hold on. That gets me an additional bonus action as well, so I should not let my first bonus action go to waste. What's a fun bonus action? I yell and call him a bitch, and now I use an additional action. Nat 20. Okay. So you can attack again. Okay, I was going to say... Because it is another full action. Nat 19, so... I don't know, 28? Jeez. So I... I rolled four times and hit four times. Plus, one was one was a nat... So I just pretty much rolled and hit four times. Yeah, so you would... Uh, it's three plus your modifiers three times, and then one extra point because of the critical... Did you say you hit all four times, though? Or? Yeah, so I hit four times, but I only had my modifier three times, is what you're saying? Oh, wait, no, you hit him four times. Okay, so it's one, it's four plus your modifier four times, and then add an additional point for the critical. Well, my modifier is five, so four plus my modifier is nine. Do that. You said three times? No. 20 plus four plus one. Ah, so 25. Okay, yeah. I think the way you worded it was just wrong. You got to think of your words better. I fall. Words is hard. Yeah, so pretty much I just punch him really well. And then since both of Dalvia's hands are taken, I guess I'll work on grabbing her hand that my brother's big-ass hand is also touching. So I will find part of her hand to interlock fingers with as well. All right. Then Hexor is going to wave his hands back and forth, clap them together, and point in the center of the room. And a beam of yellow light is going to flash from the tip of his finger into the very center of the room and it is going to sit there glowing brightly, and he is going to put his hand on Dalvia's shoulder. Then, Prothean, you're up. I'm also licking the wall. That's my time move. <laughs> Full action, lick the wall, done. <laughs> Zawadzki is going to jump away from the yellow bead of light in the center of the room, and is going to try and grab the circlet back from uh, Dalvia. Oh, jeez. He rolled a 7, she rolled a 19. So she holds on <laughs> to the circlet, and he glares at all of you and says, This is not over. And then, Abe, you're at the front of your cell. Prothean is licking the wall. All right. How how close is Prothean to me? My mom, as soon as the door opened, I sprinted at the wall, ran directly at it. The opposite wall? Yeah. As soon as the door opened, I just dead-on sprinted directly in front of me at the wall. Make sure you kick donkey kick Jet <laughs> so he's no longer holding on so he gets left behind. Yes. <laughs> There's a new wall. I had to lick it. You're playing the part great. It's actually scary how well you're playing this part. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then Prothean is 25 feet from you. <laughs> Conveniently. <laughs> is there any way... Wait. Wait. <laughs> Hmm. I gotta look up some some nonsense real quick. All right, I want to run over to where Prothean is. I want to cast Expeditious Retreat. Yeah, cast it as a bonus action, which gives me another dash when I use it on or when when I first cast the spell. Right. I want to grab Prothean, 
I want to be like, hey, we're going to go get ice cream. <laughs> and then I'm going to drag him back over to where Dalvia and everyone else is. I don't want to try and like wrap Prothean's arms like around her. So he's like not going to let go. And then respectfully grab her shoulder. And as soon as you do that, there is a sudden silence. As if right after an explosion happens, when kind of like in the films, when there's that giant explosion and there's that initial clap of energy and then a rush, you hear that initial clap, silence, and you all start to disappear as the bead of light in the center of the room blossoms into this roaring flower of flame that engulfs the entire room and you all disappear reappearing suddenly outside of a supply closet. Hexor rips open the door, says, grab your shit and let's go. I'm so, I'm going to start chewing on her hair like spaghetti. <laughs> Dalvia is going to roll her eyes and say, Hexor, you need to fix this sooner rather than later. Yes, this is 100% your guy's fault. So you can't even be mad. Hexor also rolls his <laughs> eyes and says, Fine, I admit, it may have been a bit rash, but grab your shit and let's go. He can't grab his shit. He doesn't even know any of us exist right now. <laughs> then grab his shit for him. He's got like full plate armor. That's a lot of shit. <laughs> I grab everyone's shit. Do you want to be saved or not? Now your dad seems like a dick. <laughs> I grab my shit and I let's go. I also grab my shit. And I run faster than everyone else. Damn it. Because of expeditious retreat. (laughs) (laughs) He can almost keep up with me. (laughs) All right. um, Once everybody has their things, uh, Dalvia puts out her arms again and says, grab on tight. I do. I grab on respectfully. There's another snap, and you guys are teleported away from the manor, and you reappear outside the city. You can see the city off in the distance, and you are standing on a hill overlooking a small lake out in the countryside. And that is where we're going to end our episode. I know a great place you can teleport us to next. How far does this thing have a limit? Bring us to the Hammerfist in <laughs> Nashborough. Yeah, we're going to be like, oh, well, mission accomplished then. And we just start going back to South Salt. Let's do that again. <laughs> it's the most safe place we could be right now. They would never suspect it. It's a really good thing that you guys were not in the room when that bead of light went off because I rolled 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 54. I rolled 58 damage from that explosion. But I have a bonus action to dodge ranged attack or uh, like splash damage. Yeah, I know you have an AOE thing, but at the same time, like that's a lot of damage. Wait, this guy just set off an explosion in the same room his dad is in? Yep. Like, it didn't seem like their relationship was that bad. (laughs) I guess you'll have to ask him about it next time. Uh, All of our listeners, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. If you did, we encourage you to go over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser and leave us a five-star rating and review. We would love to hear from you, and we'll read your review on the air. If you would like to keep in touch with us, you can reach us on social media. Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, or Instagram at Death Saving Bros. You can reach me personally on Twitter at HBCamper or Instagram at HBCamper.14. Find me at Benfro15. You can find me at Ima underscore B underscore Rad. Oh yeah, the Reddit. Um, same name um, as the podcast. So if you found us, you uh, can find the Reddit. And you can find me on the PlayStation Network as F-A-T-T dash Smith. And you can find me on Lake Erie in a little tiny boat in the middle of a storm, singing 22 by Taylor Swift. Are you singing 22 by Taylor Swift, or are you out there going, I'm old man Greg, I'm old Greg. What you doing, I'm a Wattis. I mean, he's going to be out there for more than Fish. the time that it takes to sing Taylor Swift. Um, we're going to sing that song nonstop until <laughs> next time we record. <laughs> until next time, those of you listening in your home, in your car, or wherever you may be, keep saving those death throws, and we'll see you on the next one.
Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material. The songs Belly of the Beast, Ambient, Forbidden Texts, Honey Coral Sinister, In Corridors of Yore, Shadow Puppets, Storming the Daimyo, and Streets of Iron and Blood, Plucks and Percussion, are copyright Will Savino and the Music D20 Project. These tracks are used with permission, all rights reserved. The tracks Doomsday Clock and Glory are music by Orchestralis. The Death Saving Bros theme song is an abridged version of the song Run by Kai Angle and sourced from the Free Music Archive. This track is used with permission under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0. You can read the full license at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0 slash legal code.